Welcome back, Crimeaholics. It's your host, Holly, and I'm back with another Missing Monday for you. If you're new to Crimeaholics, welcome. Missing Mondays is a segment that was created to help keep missing persons' name and information in the media the best we can and to help aid in their return home. 90,000 people are missing in the U.S. at any given time, and while some are found alive or deceased, the majority are still missing today. If you've been enjoying our podcast for a while, you know that Missing Monday cases can typically be fairly short, and unfortunately, this case is no different. The information is so limited, and there's so many questions left unanswered. But it's these cases with such limited information that needs their story shared the most. Someone out there knows something, and it is our job as a community to help share these stories and bring awareness to these cases. This story was sent in to our Instagram by Diane. So thank you, Diane, for making me aware of this story so I can help bring awareness to it. Today's Missing Monday's case is on the disappearance of Brendan Santo. Eighteen-year-old Brendan Thomas Santo has been missing since Friday, October 29, 2021. Brendan was last seen shortly before midnight in East Lansing, Michigan. Brendan is a freshman in college and attends Grand Valley State University in Allendale, Michigan. On the weekend of Halloween, Brendan traveled to Michigan State University with a group of his buddies from Grand Valley State University. The group was going to be visiting some of their friends who attended Michigan State. Now, this was a crazy busy weekend at the campus. Not only was it Halloween weekend and, you know, parties and whatnot will be happening, it was also the weekend of a very big rivalry game between Michigan State University and the University of Michigan that played on October 30th, 2021, which Brendan and his friends had planned to attend. Brendan was last seen leaving the Yakely Hall by himself. The friends he had been with for this trip believe that Brendan was leaving Yakely Hall to go back to the Brody neighborhood where he was staying and visiting other friends. During this time, Brendan was messaging and Snapchatting friends. According to his Facebook page called Bring Brendan Santo Home, Brendan had sent a Snapchat to a friend around 11 p.m. stating he didn't know where he was. He continued messaging his friends between 11.30 and 11.45. An interview with his dad with Fox 2 Detroit states that Brendan had shared his location with one of his friends and everything seemed normal. His friends all stated that he seemed normal in his texts and his family all recall speaking with him the night he disappeared and he was in good spirits. His last text messages to his friends were telling them that he was on his way, but Brendan never made it. Sometime before midnight, his phone battery died and his last pinged location was on Beale Street near Michigan Avenue, which according to the family's Facebook page, this is not far from Yakely Hall. Given that this is a college campus, you would instantly assume that there would be security cameras to help shed light on Brendan's movements. However, according to ClickOnDetroit.com, the cameras in the area of Yakely Hall where Brendan was last seen were not working. And that is because the chips inside of the cameras had been apparently removed per the federal government earlier in the summer because they were banned. 
which this is absolutely frustrating because there's so many questions that could have answers if these had been working. If the chips were removed because of some ban, why did the university not replace the cameras with ones that weren't banned? Seems to me that the university chose to cut corners and not fork out the money to replace the cameras. That is, until this tragedy struck and the university decided to order 300 new cameras to be installed last month. On the night that Brendan went missing, he was wearing a black red wing baseball cap, a black shirt, gray sweatpants with a zipper back pocket, and white Como de Garçon Converse high top shoes. He also had on a gold necklace with a Celtic cross. With him, he had his iPhone 12 in a blue case with no screen protector and a dark brown wallet. Brendan did not have his own car keys with him, but he had been carrying a set of keys that belonged to one of his friends. The keys are for a 2004 Volkswagen GTI. Both Brendan and his friend's car that he had the keys for had not been moved at all that night. And Brendan actually had just bought a Halloween costume earlier in the day that was still inside of his vehicle. So he clearly had plans to attend some sort of Halloween gathering. And to me, this indicates that he had no intentions on just leaving. According to the family's Facebook page, the police were able to obtain information from his cell phone records indicating that his battery on his phone did in fact die and that it wasn't just powered down. And his phone did die around the time in which he went missing. When Brendan couldn't be found the following day, his friends reported him missing. Since his disappearance, there has been zero activity on his bank account. There has been no Uber or Lyft charges to indicate that he had been picked up that night. And there has been no unusual activity noted on his social media accounts. And all of his friends he had been with leading up to his disappearance have all been interviewed and have fully cooperated with the investigation. I also want to note here that his family has stated that they will not reference his friends by name and that they are all devastated and miss Brendan. There's a lot of what ifs and maybe if I had done that or this that pass through these kids heads and at the end of the day you never think anything like this will happen. I can imagine the guilt that his friends feel allowing him to leave alone. Since his disappearance many searches have taken place with multiple agencies involved. A task force has been formed, which includes MSU Campus Police, East Lansing Police, the FBI, Grand Valley State University Police, Ingham County Sheriffs, Michigan Attorney General, Michigan State Police, and Oakland County Sheriffs. Searches have taken place not only on foot, but they've used drones, helicopters, canine units, boats with sonar equipment, and certified divers. Not only that, but there has been two different searches conducted by civilian volunteers that consisted over 800 plus people, many of which are students at MSU, and nothing of Brendan or his belongings have been found. At this time, please say that there is no reason to believe foul play contributed to Brendan's disappearance. His family is incredibly thankful for all of the agencies helping search for Brendan, as well as the community who continues to try and help search for answers. In a post on his Facebook page, his aunt Dawn says that Brendan would never leave on his own accord. He is a good kid with a kind heart and a zest for life. Brendan always has a smile on his face and he loves to make people laugh. 
He is an intelligent, athletic young man who loves playing hockey and lacrosse. Brendan is very excited about college, and his goal is to get into cyber surveillance or a computer-related field. Ultimately, his family just wants him home. They miss him deeply and just want him to come back home safely. They've created several different social media accounts to help spread the word on his story. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I will have each of the social media pages linked in the description of this episode so you can go and follow their pages and show the family some love and support. The Facebook page is called Bring Brendan Santo Home and his Aunt Dawn dubs everyone who is a part of the group as the BBH Warriors. Bring Brendan Home Warriors. And the family needs all of the warriors that they can get backing them and spreading awareness on this case. The family is incredibly thankful and grateful to all of the BBH warriors. The family is asking if anyone was at the Michigan State University campus on Halloween weekend of this year to please search any and all pictures and videos you may have taken. Brendan might be spotted in the background in any of these, and this could potentially help bring him home. As of recently, the searches still continue, with the latest search taking place yesterday, December 19, 2021. This was a civilian-ran river search. They had volunteers come out in their canoes and kayaks to help search the Red Cedar River. 18 individuals showed up ready to search for Brendan, and they have been now dubbed the BBH Paddlers. The area that was focused on was roughly 5.5 miles. There were several areas that had large log jams, and the BBH paddlers even got out of their canoes and kayaks and searched through some of the large debris area on foot. There was also an individual who rode a bike on a bike trail watching out for the paddlers and searching along the riverbank. Unfortunately, nothing was recovered, and nothing in general has ever been recovered of Brendan's. On all of our social media platforms, I will make sure to share pictures of the items that investigators and the BBH warriors are searching for, and of course I'll have pictures of Brendan too. Brendan Santo is an 18-year-old white male who went missing sometime after 11.45 p.m. on October 29, 2021. He is 5'10 and weighs 160 pounds, and he has brown hair and hazel eyes. He was last seen wearing a black shirt, gray sweatpants, and a black Red Wings baseball cap. He was leaving the Yakely Hall on MSU campus and was headed towards the Brody neighborhood. Brendan is not an MSU student, but was there visiting friends on the campus. If you have any kind of information or if you had seen anything on that night of Friday, October 29th, 2021, you can contact the tip line at 844 844- Nine nine six seven eight seven three. You can also email at tips at police.msu.edu. You can also contact Crime Stoppers of Mid Michigan at 517-483-7867. All of these tips can be made anonymously, and there is now a reward of over twenty thousand dollars. If you happen to see Brendan, you are asked to please immediately dial nine one one. No one has come forward to say they saw Brendan after 11.45 p.m. on that night. The campus was packed full of people and not a single person has said that they saw him. Someone somewhere knows something. 
someone saw something and it just takes the right person to come forward with that information to help solve this case and give Brendan's family answers. Again, I will have all of Brendan's social media pages linked in the description of this episode, so please go like, follow, and join their pages. Shower this family with so much love and support and keep sharing Brendan's story. It takes one person to see his story and realize that they saw something that they might not have thought was anything at that time. Crimeaholics, make sure you are a part of our private Facebook group. You can find us by searching Crimeaholics Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. In there, we share all pictures and information pertaining to the cases that we cover. You can also follow us on TikTok and on Instagram at crimeaholics.podcast. I will also be sharing Brendan's story on those platforms as well. Crimeaholics, that is all for now. Until next time, be aware and take care. (music) 